0: Hey, it's Rosh. I'm Mike. And this is Haunted as Fuck. Okay, so we had a week break. We had previously recorded this episode last week and then had the nightmare of all technical difficulties. So we decided... Fuck this shit, let's not stress ourselves out and re-record.
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange how two, you know, very technically minded people...
0: Both work in the tech field.
1: Yeah, can't get recording to work. Never mind.
0: The good thing about re-recording an episode that we've already recorded is I can give you guys a heads up that a lot of these words are hard to pronounce, so you will have to bear with me as I stumble over them and... Get frustrated with myself.
1: And I get to be here to witness it in person. Fantastic.
0: Oh, the joys of being married.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd get to watch you go through your own self-torture for a while.
0: <laughs> right, let's kick it off. So, today we are going to be talking about a man called Adolfo de Jesus Constanzo.
1: Uh, you still there a little bit. I thought you'd got the practice in already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be a struggle. So, you're You've just got, like, an hour worth of this, so good luck.
1: Oh, God, I could be here for days.
0: You could.
1: That's why the recording didn't work. It took too long.
0: (laughs) So, Adolfo was born in Miami, Florida, on November 1st, 1962. His mother, Delia Aurora Gonzalez del Valle, gave birth to him when she was just 15 years old and moved to Puerto Rico just after the death of her first husband. So Delia is referenced as either Delia or Aurora, depending on what she felt like going as at the time. So I'll be referring to her as both, not to get confused. So Adolfo was baptized a Roman Catholic and served the church as an altar boy, appearing to accept the standard tenets of the Roman Catholic faith. Around age nine, Aurora had introduced Adolfo to the Santeria cult, making trips from Puerto Rico to Haiti for lessons in voodoo. He was about 10 years old when the family moved back to Miami and his stepfather died soon after. His stepfather was pretty loaded. So left the family quite a bit of money.
1: Ah, yes. Convenient. And we are following the standard red flags of any serial killer or bad person. Um,
0: Close to their mother.
1: Close to their mother and religious or strict religious upbringing
0: so his mum soon remarried again so this is now husband number three and his new stepfather was involved in the local drug trade and the occult
1: she knows how to pick them
0: <laughs> the neighbors in little havana had begun to notice some oddities about aurora and adolfo some said that she was a witch and that people that had pissed her off were likely to find headless goats or chickens on their doorsteps in the morning.
1: Interesting. I wouldn't say a witch, I'd say more black widow, but yeah, headless animals, yeah, it's kind of strange.
0: I don't know what would be weirder though. What? If like, it was the head or the body without the head to find.
1: Yeah, the fact that it's just the body implies that it was done out of malice. It was just the head. It could be that that's an offcut of a butcher. You know what I mean? They could have eaten the rest of the body.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what would be a bigger fuck you is the question.
1: The whole animal there, but sick.
0: Yeah.
1: That's throwing up on your doorstep. <laughs> Giving you flu, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Both Constanzo and his mother were arrested several times for petty crimes, such as theft, vandalism, and shoplifting. His mum believed that he had psychic abilities, for supposedly predicted the attempted assassination of President Ronald Reagan in 1981.
1: Yeah, but not psychic enough to know you're going to get caught by the police.
0: No, apparently not. He's not No, that good you don't fucking choose
1: these things. You have to go by, you know, what the spirits tell you. And apparently the spirits don't care about him. <laughs> but they care about Ronald Reagan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As a teenager, he became the apprentice of a Haitian Paolo Mayombe priest who taught him the skills necessary to be a drug dealer and con artist.
1: <laughs> I don't think that was on the curriculum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All you can think is like, what a great model to look after to look up to to look after
1: yeah please tell me the the ancient ways no nah, no nah, i'm gonna do drugs mate <laughs> let's do it
0: so this priest had imparted advice upon adolfo that stuck with him for the rest of his life okay you ready for the world's best wisdom here yep let the non-believers kill themselves with drugs we will profit from their foolishness.
1: What a role model. <laughs> Honestly. Wow. I mean, with that logic, then everybody that's alive in the end will be one of them. Okay. Share their religious views.
0: But no one is going to live forever, so not anyone is, right?
1: Yeah, but their group. Fair. Their religious group.
0: Fair. Consanzo began to model and visited Mexico City in 1983, supporting himself as a tarot card reader. There, he recruited three younger men, Martin Quintana Rodriguez, Jorge Montes and Omar Chewe Orea Ochoa, to be his servants, lovers and disciples. Consanzo returned to Miami shortly thereafter, but moved back to Mexico City full-time mid-1984. So over the next few years, he was the leader of a full-fledged cult with drug dealers, musicians, and even police officers under his command.
1: Musicians.
0: A wide array of people. Like, think about being in a, in a grotty drug den, and it's all cool because the ambiance is sick, because you've got someone just like playing the guitar in the corner. What?
1: <laughs> oh, when he's doing his tarot card reading and he's got somebody there for like, musician there for suspense and then like, then I'll turn this card over it's like,
0: da <laughs> da <You> know.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting.
0: So at least four of the members of the federal judicial police joined Constanzos's cult in Mexico City.
1: With the card readers. Yeah. And the, ma- and the
0: band. Yeah. Wow. One of them, um, who was Salvador Garcia, was a commander in charge of narcotics investigations.
1: Uh, well, he's not really doing his job now.
0: <laughs> Another, Florentino Ventura, retired from the Federales to lead the Mexican branch of Interpol. So, these were two people pretty high up in their profession. Oh, wow. That joined konstanzas's drug magic cult
1: drug magic with music
0: cult drug magic with music (laughs) so his followers also a lot of the times his his people were referred to as disciples um that gave me serious ick so i didn't want to refer to them as disciples so they're going to be like followers or minions going forward
1: fellow magicians
0: fellow magicians okay any time that i see followers i'm going to change that to fellow magicians perfect okay his fellow magicians believed that he possessed magic <laughs> 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 i couldn't even say that with a straight face <laughs>
1: It's amazing keep going.
0: I, ha- I have to change it back i'm not no, gonna, just i'm not going to get through keep it, it. okay it. So, his fellow magicians believed that he possessed magic, stop laughing, could read the future, and could, per- could perform ritual cleanses for people that they had felt no, that they that felt that they had been cursed by their enemies. So, Constanzo documented all of these rituals in like a ledger of some sort, so sort of like his sales, his customers.
1: Well, he needs it for tax reasons.
0: Yeah, he's definitely paying taxes. <laughs> Um, and all in all ended up with 31 regular customers. So as part of his documentation that he kept, um, was a menu.
1: A menu. Okay. So a list of services, a menu.
0: Okay. So it's referred to as a menu and these are items that you could select to be part of your ritual. So Roosters were going for $6 a head.
1: So it is a menu.
0: So it is, Yeah, but you're not <laughs> eating it, you're sacrificing them.
1: Would you like to come down, take a seat? We're going to get the magician out very shortly. Uh, while you're waiting, we've got a band. <laughs>
0: no Would you like to order... <laughs> Goats went for $30. Boa constrictors went for $450. Adult zebras went for one thousand one hundred dollars and african lion cubs were listed at three thousand one hundred dollars each
1: why the zebra
0: where is he getting these animals from for them to be so readily available to have them on a menu for people to select to sacrifice
1: Mm -hmm. there's a zoo downstairs Possibly. possibly yeah but this is it like why a zebra Why does he think a zebra's magic? Why does he think any of them are magic, for example? Okay,
0: lion cubs are definitely magical. Have you seen how cute those fuckers are? They
1: are adorable, and he's a monster for killing them. He
0: is an absolute fiend.
1: Yeah. But yeah, zebra is just like, oh, that black and white horse is magic.
0: It's like a horse, (laughs) but better.
1: Yeah. It can't camouflage anywhere on Earth.
0: (laughs) 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 So, Constanzo went out of his way to charm wealthy drug dealers, Helping them schedule shipments and meetings based on predictions he had made.
1: See, I don't really understand that. Like, drug dealers, I imagine, are the scariest people ever, especially in that area. And then he's going, please come in, you know, take a seat. Okay, but read from the menu.
0: <laughs> I think it's because we're not taking this guy seriously. Like, imagine a scary cult leader that practices voodoo and can put curses on people and shit.
1: Yeah, but I know we're not taking it seriously. But how could Harden people, like, trying to be, you know, running from the law, trusting this guy?
0: Because they believe in this stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> you can't really say much more than that. They I, believe I can't, in it.
1: I can not really say anything on that.
0: <laughs> so he offered magic that would make... Okay, you're going to fucking love this. He offered magic that would make dealers and their hitmen invisible to police.
1: Specifically police.
0: He would also make them bulletproof against their enemies. And obviously, this was utter, utter bullshit. But for some reason, people actually believed that this was true. Like, genuinely... (laughs) deep in their core believed that they were invisible to police and
1: bulletproof. This just sounds like something a kid would say when they're playing, like at a very young age, It's like, bang, bang, oh, I got you. It's like, no, I've, I've, I'm got,
0: bulletproof.
1: I've got magic bullet protection spell on me. <laughs> you can't see me, I'm invisible. <laughs>
0: According to Constanzas' de- documentation, one dealer in Mexico City paid him 40,000 dollars for essentially a mix of magical services to be carried out over the course of three years.
1: I mean, it would be cool if it worked. Imagine you just give this, you've got this money, you give it up and then it's just like, you become a super villain. Not, on like, my magic bulletproof armor nonsense. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, that would be cool if it were real.
1: Mm. I you,
0: imagine... you just forked over 40 grand for what?
1: The amazing part about it would be if somebody was like bulletproof and it's just like, how do I know if I'm bulletproof? And it's like, well, bang. And it's just like, oh, wow, okay, it didn't work this time. But, you know, I've got your money.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to lie, that just put a flash of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in my head. Yeah. When they're trying to see whether the curse is lifted and then one of the pirates got shot, I was like, hey, you shot me.
1: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: So at at the price of 40k, Constanzos' customers expected something truly incredible. And Constanzos recognized what a fucking rookie mistake it would be to displease men who carried Uzis in their armor-plated limos.
1: Yeah, that's probably a bad idea.
0: Like, why would you try to fuck with these people to begin with, let alone, okay, I'm fucking with them. I need to make sure that it's a really good fuckery so that they don't know that I'm fucking with them.
1: Well, I guess you could prove that the bulletproof thing actually works by, you know, firing blanks or something. Did you feel that? No, I felt nothing. Wow, it works!
0: Blanks still hurt when you get shot.
1: Yeah, I know. But.
0: You wouldn't be dead.
1: You wouldn't be dead. I said you're bulletproof, not harmproof. That's, a, that's another thing. That's an, that's an extra service. <laughs> 20 grand. <laughs>
0: By 1985, Adolfo and his three... No, Adolfo and three of his followers... Ah,
1: uh, 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 Fellow magicians.
0: <laughs> and his fellow magicians raided a graveyard in Mexico City. So this actually, this fellow magicians malarkey is proper taking away from how crazy the story is. We are just... Ripping the shit into the sky. But this
1: is what we always do. We always get these stories. It's very serious. A lot of people have harmed, been harmed. You know, this family's been distraught and all that. And we're just calling these people stupid because they are stupid.
0: That's true. They are fucking stupid.
1: They are stupid. And they just try and find out these weird and wonderful ways to justify the cruelty that they do. But they're just assholes.
0: So, Adolfo and three of his fellow magicians raided a graveyard in Mexico City to scavenge for human bones to start his own naganga, which is the traditional cauldron of blood employed by practitioners of the Palo Mayombe.
1: So, he's going to make a giant pot out of human remains. I, that is gross. I don't
0: know if the pot itself is made out of human remains or if the pot just contains human remains. Hmm. But it's called the Cauldron of Blood. So No, it
1: sounds really cool, but it's still an arts and crafts project with dead things. In
0: 1986, Florentino Ventura introduced Adolfo to the Calzada family who were a renowned Mexican drug cartel. And from then, Adolfo started staging his own scams, such as posing as a DEA agent to rob a Coke dealer in Guadalajara, and then using his own police contacts to fence the stash for $100,000.
1: Why did he have to pretend to be a DEA agent when he already employs one?
0: Because he's doing his own scams now. He's He's, not using his people.
1: I see. He's not just a magician. He is an actor. (laughs) Line! (laughs) The spirits will tell him his lines.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At some point in his journey from juvenile psychic to high society witch, Consanzo began to feed his naganga with the offering of human sacrifice. Right.
1: Okay. The way you said that from what is it a how do you just
0: juvenile it? psychic to a high society witch?
1: That sounds like a Nickelodeon show or like Sabrina. Sabrina to teenage witch, doesn't it? Yep. I'm a high society witch, you know, look at me, I'm all, you know, dressed up, yeah, I'm ready to go, hit the big city. But it's this magician guy.
0: <laughs> We're not going to get, like, cursed or murdered for ripping into this guy, are we?
1: Hell, it, it could be that guy trying to do the cursing from beyond the grave who's dead. And I don't think that's going to work. Because, you know, he wouldn't be dead if his magic worked. <laughs> I'm assuming he's dead.
0: Okay, so his ease in torturing strangers and close friends alike really impressed the top-end drug dealers who remained his biggest clients. If you heard that scratch, that was my dog at the door.
1: We will edit that out.
0: No, you know what? People can get to know Jakey. Hey Jake,
1: where you
0: go? In his years of practicing, Adolfo really believed that he was the sole reason to the success of the Caldaza cartel. He actually demanded a full partnership with the family, which was very swiftly denied.
1: Yeah, when a guy comes up to you after you've been doing business forever and then comes up and goes, Hey, look, see, this is all because of me and my magic. (laughs) You kind of go, eh, no, <laughs> we've got hardworking people. We've got uh, Laurel in distribution. Uh, we've got the HR department, and that it's a whole team, <laughs> not just the magic guy.
0: So on the outside, Adolfo looked like he had taken the rejection in stride, but inside he started plotting a wicked revenge. On April thirtieth, nineteen eighty seven, Guillermo. Calzada and six members of his family vanished under mysterious circumstances. There were.
1: So we can do a vanishing act.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At least you make yourself laugh.
1: I'm terrible. It's like dad jokes.
0: It is. It really is. (laughs) They were reported missing on May the 1st. Police noted melted candles and other evidence of strange religious ceremony at Calzada's office. Six days later, police began fishing mutilated remains from the Zumbango River. Seven corpses were recovered in the course of a week, all having been brutally tortured. Fingers, toes, ears, hearts, sex organs, part of the spine, and two of them were actually missing their brains too. The vanished parts, as it turned out, had gone to feed Constance's cauldron of blood.
1: His gore pot. His gore pot. His arts and crafts project.
0: With the intent of building his strength for greater vengeance yet to come.
1: This fuels my vengeance.
0: <laughs> In July 1987 Salvador Garcia introduced Constanzo To another drug-running family This one led by brothers Elio and Ovidio Hernandez
1: Stop introducing this guy To people, he's clearly unhinged Why? Hey, come see my friend he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you <laughs> I'm good
0: <laughs> At the end of that month In Mataramas, Constanzo had met 22-year-old Sara Aldrete, who attended college in Brownsville, Texas. Adolfo schmoozed Sara with his standard pickup lines. Sara was actually dating Brownsville drug smuggler Gilberto Sosa at the time, but soon after meeting him, ended up sleeping with Adolfo.
1: She clearly has a very high standard, you know... (laughs) I'll just go from drug dealer to drug dealer. No no but drug dealer magi- to magician. To magician. With side part in acting. So, so I was I was gonna say no to him, but he had a band.
0: <laughs> he cast a spell over me and I was impervious to his
1: You know, his uh advances.
0: That's the word I was going for. Seduction. So what, it,
1: what is his pickup line? Do you have his pickup line?
0: So not all of the pickup lines, but I do know something that he said to her that kind of won her over.
1: Oh, please, this is going to be gold.
0: So it was that they were destined to meet or something because Sarah had the same birthday as his mum.
1: Oh, that definitely makes a woman weak at the knees. You know, and again- You, remind, is-
0: you remind me of my mum, let's jump into bed. Gross. How, is, how is that not just a, like a giant, uh, no thanks.
1: Yeah, that's some fraud stuff.
0: Blech. Blech. Um, um, um. So Adolfo being the absolute twat bag that he is, then called her boyfriend anonymously, like a pussy, and told him the dirty details. With nowhere else to run, Sarah dived, no, Sarah dove into the deep end, of Consanzos's world, emerging as the Madrina, which is like the godmother or the head witch
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of the cult, adding her own twists to the torture of sacrificial victims.
1: Okay, so she really got on board with the the magic, you know? Mm. And the the whole cruelty behind it. Yeah, what a great life choice. (laughs) She made all the right choices in life.
0: Her parents would be so proud.
1: Mm. Unless they were drug dealers.
0: No, yeah, then they would be proud.
1: They're very proud.
0: Constanzos' rituals became more elaborate and sadistic after he moved into his headquarters... No. Constanzos' rituals became more elaborate and sadistic after he moved his headquarters to a plot of desert called Rancho Santa Elena.
1: That sounds beautiful. Yeah. that That is a beautiful name for a ranch. And... It's awful that it's ruined by this hack of a magician. And also, when you say his rituals became more elaborate, what? I can't imagine a ritual being more elaborate. All I can imagine is some sort of like, um, saw-like device or something like that, that kills somebody randomly. Or do you know those like weird machines where you like knock over a, a domino and it has like follows through, you know, goes into this and this, you know, and then the toaster goes off and the bread hits something else, and then the guy at the end gets stabbed. That's what I'm imagining with this. When you say it's more elaborate rituals,
0: I think it's more like culty
1: or more shit with the magic.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Um. So on May twenty eighth, nineteen eighty eight drug dealer Hector De la Fuente and farmer Moises Castillo were executed by gunfire but the sacrifice was a disappointment to Constanzos.
1: well obviously he didn't have enough flair they were shot it's not a ritual they were shot
0: so back in Mexico City he directed his minions his fellow magicians thank you to dismember a man called Ramon Esquivel and dump his grisly remains on a public street corner. On August 12th, Ovidio Hernandez and his two-year-old son were kidnapped by rival narcotics dealers. The family turned to Constanzos for help. That night, another human sacrifice was was staged at Rancho Santa Elena, and the hostages were released unharmed on August 13th. Adolfo claimed full credit for their safe return.
1: Oh yeah, it clearly wasn't planned. Yeah, I believe that.
0: <laughs> in November 1988, Consanzo sacrificed disciple Jorge Gomez.
1: A uh, uh, fellow magician.
0: Fellow magician. I need to do like a find and replace in my document and change all of these to fellow magician. Mm. Um. So Jorge was part of uh, Constanzos' cult and the cult was allowed to sell drugs but weren't permitted to partake themselves and Jorge's murder was due to the accusation going around that Jorge snorted some coke I
1: mean he did learn from his original you know uh, magician sensei let's say that you know
0: the, the fools will do the, the drugs and the f- fools, we'll...
1: fools will die for the drugs and all that stuff and we'll be great
0: I mean he didn't die from the drugs he died because he took drugs
1: well he died because of drugs it was <laughs> drugs related
0: <laughs> a month later Adolfo's ties with the Hernandez family solidified with the initiation of Avido Hernandez as a full fledged cultist complete with ritual bloodletting and prayers to the Nanganga Human sacrifice was also used to the cult's benefit. For example, when competing drug smuggler Ezekiel Luna was tortured to death at Rancho Santa Elena on February 14, 1989. Ruben Gaza and Ernesto Diaz, who were also competing drug dealers, unfortunately wandered upon the ceremony and promptly wound up on the chopping block also.
1: How do you wander upon this ceremony on this like beautifully named ranch? You just walk in and go, "Hey, what's going on in here? Oh, what's all these candles about?" It's like you're just in time for the main event.
0: <laughs> maybe they were looking for a fight, maybe they were looking for this other guy that got taken.
1: Well, if they went there looking for a fight or somebody that got taken, then they clearly I don't. I'm sorry. I know they, they died, they were tortured, it's horrible and that, but that is a dumb thing to do. Yeah. You don't go looking for your friend at a known magician's place without backup. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You need backup.
0: Every time we say magician, I'm thinking like a starry cape and a big pointy hat and
1: White gloves. No,
0: yeah, I'm. I'm thinking Mickey Mouse in in Fantasia. We're that's... not thinking
1: like Vegas magician. We're thinking like kids' party.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Mickey Mouse.
1: It's behind your ear. <laughs> Is that how he gave his drugs to people? <laughs> it's behind your ear. <laughs> What's this out of my hat? A kilo. Praise <laughs> the
0: cauldron. <laughs> Okay, so Adolfo sometimes demanded a sacrifice on the spur of the moment, just whenever he felt like it, without any rhyme or reason to why he wanted one. So on the 25th of February, he called for fresh meat, A new gang member Avidio Hernandez gladly joined the hunting party. He actually picked his own 14-year-old cousin, Jose Garcia to be the next sacrifice.
1: What a strong family bond. What a cunt. Yeah, that's freaking awful. Who does that?
0: Like, it's bad enough. Go around murdering people.
1: Kids, though. It's Kids. a different level. And also, it's your family. And also, would be the worst Christmas afterwards. It's like, hey, how's it going? It's like, we're really sad about We lost our child. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that sucks about that. What'd you get me for Christmas?
0: Imagine going to fucking your grandmother's house. Yeah. And you've just killed one of her grandchildren. Your grandmother would be so pissed. Mm. Oh, You don't want to mess with grandma.
1: you be saying stupid magician stuff like, he disappeared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On March 13th, 1989, Consanzo sacrificed yet another victim at the ranch. This victim did not follow the standard protocol of screaming and pleading for mercy. This royally fucked off Constanzo, and he ordered his followers to find a Caucasian for the next sacrifice. And his little fellow magicians, fla- Flound, found and abducted 21-year-old Mark Kilroy outside a Moros bar. The sacrifice went well enough, followed two weeks later by the butchery of Sarah Oldreitz's old boyfriend, Gilberto, Gilberto Sosa, but Kilroy's disappearance marked the beginning of the end for the Constanzos homicidal family. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mark.
1: Okay.
0: So he was a popular, he was a popular pre-med student from Texas and he didn't fit the same victim profile as the rest of the sacrifice victims.
1: Because um, he was Caucasian.
0: He was Caucasian, he wasn't poor, he wasn't a small time drug dealer. Um,
1: I mean, he, he was a med student, so eventually he would have been a small time drug dealer,
0: but in a different way. Oh,
1: yeah, the good drugs, the legal ones.
0: So, Mark was not someone unlike the other victims who could disappear without a trace or an investigation into what happened to him.
1: That's sad,
0: yeah, it that, is. It's really that's fucking really sad. sad. With family members and Texas politicians turning up the heat, the search for Kilroy rapidly assumed the trappings of an international incident. So aside from this, um, by late March, 1989, Mexican authorities were busy with one of their periodic anti-drug campaigns, randomly putting up roadblocks and sweeping the border districts for unwary smugglers.
1: They're doing such a good job of that, you know, with like two of their top brass people joining the magicians.
0: On April 1st, Victor Sord- Sordicia, an ex cop turned gangster, was sacrificed at the ranch. And the spiritual message Constanzo received post ritual was good enough for his troops to move half a ton of weed across the border a week later half a ton of weed
1: wow i mean that has to be a pretty strong message
0: (laughs) on april 9th cultist seraphin hernandez drove past a police roadblock without stopping ignoring the cars that set off in hot pursuit Fernandez genuinely, genuinely believed El Padrino's line about invisibility and was honestly surprised when the officers trailed him to his destination in Matamoros.
1: Oh, that is gold. That is gold. I mean, they were... Following him in pursuit, you know, with the sirens going, with the lights. I imagine, mm-hmm. and he's just that you can't see me. <laughs> I'm invisible, like again, like a five year old playing. You know, I'm, I'm invisible. You can't see me.
0: <laughs> okay, but remember, the cult didn't only believe that they would be invisible to police, but that they were impervious to bullet fire.
1: Oh wow!
0: So this absolute fool of a human being. Cockily told the police to shoot at him, thinking that the bullets would just bounce off of him.
1: Is this where you tell me that they actually did?
0: No. Uh, Luckily for him, the police just (laughs) opted to arrest him and said,
1: Ah, so he could have been bulletproof. We'll never know.
0: (laughs) Along with fellow cult member David Martinez, and drove the two members back to Rancho Santa Elena where a preliminary search turned up a substantial amount of weed and weapons. Two additional followers, Elio Hernandez and Sergio Martinez, entered the property and were also arrested. All four men were interrogated throughout the night and revealed their stories of the family and the black magic, torture and human sacrifices. Full of pride. Oh, wow. The next morning, police returned to the ranch in full force. This is where they discovered a rancid-smelling shed where Constanzo kept his naganga.
1: So he kept his precious cauldron that he worships every day in a shed. Yes. Okay. And these police officers went in there, you know, fully armed to the teeth, I imagine, because they're dealing with magicians here. Magicians that are... Very unlaid back for the amount of weed that they had.
0: I mean, and they also have like genuine weapons like Uzis and shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And
1: it's not just, you know, um,
0: abracadabra, abracadabra,
1: (laughs) pulling out like loads of like flowers from their sleeve and just going, get back. I know you, the spirits told me that, you know, you got uh, asthma, you know, you're allergic to pollen. Yeah.
0: So. When they found this Naganga, they found it brimming with blood, spiders, scorpions, a dead black cat, a turtle shell. Oh, a turtle? Black cat.
1: Yeah, but the turtle's defenseless, so the cat can, like, is agile and can move. The turtle can't move fast.
0: That's awful. Bones, deer antlers, and a human brain. Imagine walking in on that sight. Like, how how do you fucking react to that?
1: It would just be like, I don't know, projectile vomiting. Yeah, projectile vomiting, but don't vomit oh, okay. into the cauldron. You know they need but... the evidence. <laughs>
0: <Great>. <laughs> the followers that had been arrested directed police to Constanzo's private cemetery, and an evacuation began, revealing fifteen. Tim-
1: a, a, um, not evacuation.
0: Excavation. Excavation. Thanks. An excavation began, revealing 15 mutilated corpses by April 16th.
1: He had his own private cemetery.
0: That's how many people he was killing.
1: That's a huge red flag.
0: I mean, it's a giant ranch. Like, he could probably hide it pretty easily. The fact that the, the people that got caught had to direct the police to it shows that it probably wasn't an easy...
1: Yeah, I'm going to guess there weren't tombstones. No. Yeah, it's probably, you know, just where he buried the bodies.
0: So in addition to the victims that we've already discussed, the body count included two renegade federal narcotics officers, Joaquin Manzo and Miguel Garcia, along with three men who were never identified. Police raided Adolfo's luxury home just outside of Mexico City on April 17th, discovering stockpiles of homosexual porn and a hidden ritual chamber. I want to know what was in the chamber.
1: No, I'm going to imagine it was awful.
0: The discoveries at Rancho Santa Elena made international headlines, and sightings of Constanzo were reported as far away as Chicago. But in fact, he had already returned to Mexico City, hiding out in a small apartment with Sara Aldrete and three other Mm. Fellow magicians, yes. Fellow magicians, yes.
1: So he's on the run.
0: Well, he's hiding. He's, he's not
1: hiding out, but his magic won't save him. that would be a big red flag for your fellow magicians. I thought this guy was magic. What was he? I thought he was invisible police? to police. Yeah. What's going on? He doesn't need to hide if he's invisible.
0: So on May second, Sarah tossed out a note out of the window in attempt to save herself.
1: Who's Sarah?
0: Again? The Madrina.
1: Oh, the one that got on board, you know, the one with the really high standards of men. Yes. I see. Um, and She threw a note out.
0: Yeah. In attempt to save herself from this flat that they're hiding in.
1: But she was the one, she got on board with it. She was, like, fully into that life. And, and she added like, her
0: own, like, flair to the torture.
1: Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, please save me. Yes. Yeah, forgive me if my heart does not bleed for you.
0: The note read, please call the judicial police and tell them that in this building are those that they are seeking. Give them the address, fourth floor. Tell them that a woman is being held hostage. I beg for this because what I want most is to talk or they're going to kill the girl.
1: Uh, Is the girl herself? Yeah, the girl's herself. Oh, I see. So when her life is threatened, then you know she goes all cowardice. Yep. Yeah. What was it? What was that saying? You, if you can uh, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow.
0: A passer a passenger, a passerby, a passer, bleh, a passerby found the note and kept it to himself, believing that it was someone's shitty attempt at a prank.
1: Yeah, I could hundred percent believe that. I would be exactly the same as like what the hell is this yeah get, get lost
0: four days later police called no four days later neighbors called police to a complaint of loud this is where it all goes peak tong four days later neighbors called police to complain of a loud horrific argument in constanzos's apartment some say accompanied by gunshots As policemen arrived on the scene, Consanzo opened fire with an Uzi, which started a 45-minute battle in which, miraculously, only one policeman was wounded.
1: That's great, yeah. But...
0: How How bad is his shot?
1: Yeah, that is terrible. You've got an Uzi, you know, you're around like hard and gangsters and that. At least one of your followers could have told you how to shoot correctly. Or did you believe you didn't have to do that because you were impervious to bullets? Maybe that's why the standoff went on for so long. He he didn't need to cover behind like a car or anything like that, and the police did. Maybe. But lucky for them, he's a crapshot.
0: Yeah. When Constanza realized that escape was impossible, he handed his weapon to fellow magician Alvaro de Leon Valdez, a professional hitman named El Duby.
1: <laughs> El Duby! Oh wow. <laughs> El Doobie, the destroyer, like, like hardened criminal, Hitman. El Doobie, oh wow.
0: As El Doobie recalls the scene, he told me not to kill him and Martin. No. As El Doobie recalls the scene, he told me to kill him and Martin Quintana. I told him I couldn't do it, but he hit me in the face and threatened me that everything would go bad for me in hell. He then hugged Martin and I just stood in front of them and shot them with a machine gun.
1: So he was not impervious to bullets? No, sir. Oh, wow.
0: Consanzo and Quintana were dead when police stormed the apartment, arresting El Duby and Sara Aldrete. In the aftermath of the raid, 14 fellow magicians were indicted... Indicted? Indicted.
1: Indicted.
0: Indicted on various charges, including multiple murders, weapons and narcotics violations, conspiracy and obstruction of justice.
1: And practicing magic without a license.
0: No, that actually wasn't one of the charges.
1: Oh wow, it should have been.
0: It definitely should have been. Mm. In August, 1990, El Duby was convicted of killing Constanzo.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I, I, I can't get over that name. That's just fantastic.
0: Of killing Consanzo and Quintana during a 30-year prison term. Magicians Juan Fragosa and Jorge Montes were both convicted in the Roman in the Ramon Escaville murder and sentenced to 35 years each. Omar Araya, Are- Are- convicted of the same case, died of AIDS before he could be sentenced. Sarah Aldrete was acquitted of Constanzos' murder, but sentenced to a six-year term on conviction of criminal association. What? She was nearing the end of that sentence in 1994, when her long-delayed trial on multiple murder charges brought another conviction, and a 60-year prison term.
1: Good. Whoop, whoop. Good.
0: Police in Mexico are still uncertain of Constanzos' final body count. In June 1989, Martin Quintana's sister told police that Adolfo's first head witch was still at large, practising her blood magic in Guadalajara. And before he died, Omar Herrera said, I don't think that the religion will end with us, because it has a lot of people in it. They have found a temple in Monterey that isn't even related to us. It will continue.
1: Ooh. Freaky.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the story.
1: Wow. It it just baffles me that there's so many like everybody here has a rational mind and everybody there thought I'm gonna follow this guy that's clearly unhinged and believe he can he can make people bulletproof or invisible.
0: It's so weird to think about.
1: It is. And this isn't I imagine this wasn't that long ago.
0: No. The eighties?
1: Yeah. The eighties. And they believed this magician
0: mm-hmm.
1: could make him invisible and you have to stay on his good side because he sacrifices his friends.
0: Wasn't like the end of the seventies, start of the eighties, the whole satanic panic thing.
1: Maybe. Don't know the exact dates, but you might be right though. But at the same time, you still got a rational mind. Oh, uh, wow.
0: Well, we're going to leave it on that note. Yeah. Have a good weekend, guys. Thank you for listening to us once again. And you should hear from us next week.
1: Unless we disappear.